episode 019 of the Energy Edge podcast. Hi, my name is Aaron McHugh with Work Life Play. I'm a super big fan of Brian Buckley and the Energy Edge podcast. I love how he helps high performers like me and you find ways to increase our energy. Welcome to the Energy Edge podcast, where we believe if you desire to get the absolute most out of your work and life, then finding your energy edge is a must. The Energy Edge podcast will help you learn to leverage your everyday major activities into an energy advantage so you can work and live at an optimal level. So let's begin. Welcome to the Energy Edge podcast, episode 019, entitled The Watered Down Truth About Hydration. I'm your host, Brian Paul Buckley, and I'm with my co-host, Trevia Sino. Hey, Trevia. How you doing, Brian? So we're jumping into this really super exciting topic of water. It is really exciting as I'm sitting here at my desk right now with my very cool cup with water and some fruit in it and I'm hydrated and I'm fighting off disease and feeling energized. So it's a really exciting topic. All right. So we'll dive into a little bit about that. But I think it's kind of ironic, Treva, you know, when we bring up the topic of water, Personally, I'm just amazed at how many people act like they're, I don't know, almost like allergic to drinking water. They use it only to take a shower, maybe to swim in it, uh, wash the car and for the very basics, but rarely do they consume it. Yeah, it's an epidemic out there. And so, yeah, we want to make this topic not just like, uh, uh, so boring, but it's really exciting and it does a lot of great things for you and People do have this kind of, uh, like you say, allergic reaction to it, and we want to help dispel that. Well, and I, I really do like this topic, even though we're joking around about just going, how exciting can water be? Well, we're going to find out. So here's a teaser, some of the things that we're going to talk about, and we're going to learn today in today's episode. Well, first of all, just how little water we actually drink, some interesting facts about water, some um, ways that we can add more water into our day that's natural to us, some benefits of drinking more water. We're even going to talk about the different types of water, and uh, then we're going to kind of end with some key questions, Treva, that you and I are asked about all the type, time uh, regarding the topic of water. So, Treva, there are some interesting facts about water. So can you drop some water knowledge bombs on us right now? <laughs> you know, I'm all about facts. I love science. So uh, let, let me start off with just a few things. It's, it's, water is actually a surprising portion of our body. I think most people know that, but the human body is mostly made of water, about 55 to 75% on average. And depending on how well hydrated you are, that makes a difference too. That's about, that's equal to 10 to 12 gallons of water in your body. Wow, so if that's you can crazy. picture that. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like you picture the gallons of water on a counter, you have 10 to 12 in your body. So the average human brain is composed of about 73% water, which is huge. I feel like um, some days I've had 95% <laughs> Um, <laughs> as you area. say, sharp as a bowling ball, that exactly. means you probably have 95% water. <laughs> nice. Direct correlation. <laughs> um, our body mass also is about 60% water. Well, this stat, blew, crazy. And this stat blew me away that we actually lose about 10 or more cups of water a day just living, <laughs> meaning we're breathing, sweating, you know, the favorite topic of urinating, et cetera, that we, we expel that much water, but yet so many people rarely drink water. And I mean like really drink water. I, mean, I think we, most of us will say that we drink water, but truth be told, I don't know. The reality just seems like it's a completely different story. Right. And you know, this is how little we drink because 
you know, there's a general statement about how much you should drink. And you know that you should actually drink about half of your body weight in ounces every day. So, for example, if you're a male that weighs 200 pounds, you should be drinking 100 ounces of water every day. That's a lot of water. But you look at it a little differently, don't you, as far as just that general stat? I do. And a doctor that I worked with once said to me, I love this. And he, he said, you know, really, um, he encouraged me to tell my clients this, drink half of your body weight in ounces of water every day, but that amount should be the weight at which you felt your best. So think about this. When you felt your best, your body was functioning like I always call like a well-oiled machine. All parts are kind of working succinctly. So if you've not been feeling good and you put on a few pounds, you're probably not going to absorb as much as you did when you felt your best. So going back to that weight that you felt your best and drink half of your body weight in ounces. Uh, and another example I use myself, I'm coming out of some pretty stressful times in my life. And even as a pr- practitioner, we do fall down. And um, I'm back in the flow of feeling better and you know, lo- losing some of my divorce and stress weight uh, for me. But two years ago is where I felt my best. And so that's the amount of water I drink every day is my two years ago weight. And I love the differentiator with that, that caveat, Trevi, because I think a lot of people are like, man, this is what I weigh and half of that. That's just, I'll be in the bathroom all day. And we'll, we'll get to that too. But, you know, what's our best weight? And, and sadly, I think some of us, we drink the weight of when we were in kindergarten. <laughs> You know, the weight that's there, true. and that would be what it is, but not necessarily really when we're in the best shape and at an optimal level. So um, let's give some detailed amounts about how much fluid you need, depending on a number of variables. So, I mean, age is one variable. You know, kids need plenty of liquids. Um, they can get dehydrated so much easier than an adult. Um, older people actually need more fluids because of health conditions, or maybe they tend to lose their sense of thirst. Uh, what's the next one, Treva? Well, gender, of course, is a, is a big uh, factor. Men actually need more fluids than women, and pregnant women need more fluids, of course, than other women. And then there's weight. You know, heavier peeper, people, peeper too, uh, <laughs> need more water. And uh, you just referenced that a minute ago. Mm, I did. How about health, of course, your, your health conditions? If, you know, like diabetes, uh, cystic fibrosis, kidney diseases, they can boost your needs for fluids. And the last one, too, and I thought this was kind of surprising when we talk about our environment. So you need more fluids in extreme weather conditions. I mean, obviously, we think about when it's hot, and usually sometimes it's too late then when we're really, really parched but uh, and humid as well, but also in the cold and also in high altitudes. And I find that to be true with as much as I fly of how much water, more water I consume on an airplane and uh, how critical that is. But I learned a very important thing with my brand new water bottle, Treva. You know what it was? open it and drink out of it well besides that thank you thank you captain uh host obvious here but uh it was a new one here it's a 40 ounce and we'll talk a little bit more about water bottles but uh it's one of those where it's the suction and the and the the um the straw that's in there so i had other ones and i never had any problem with it i opened this thing you know at ten thousand feet up in the air and it was a late flight so everybody's in a coma and all of a sudden treva it shot out like a geyser i got soaked i was flying to i think i think it was la and i literally was wet the entire trip because of that but that's not the kind of water we're talking about because there was little consumption at that right point. we don't we don't want to wear our water really we'd Tis like true. to consume it Tis true. but that was a difference in, in environments so useless piece <laughs> of, of personal trivia from one of your co-hosts here so we like those though well i was going to give um a couple other pieces of advice you know the institute of medicine i talked a little bit about how much you should have they talk about and they advise um 
from the United States government on health and health care, they recommend that women drink approximately 2.7 liters. So that's just under six cups a day. And then men are supposed to drink 3.7 liters, just under eight cups. But I think I, you know, added on to that, just really know your body and know how much needs to go in there, how much you weigh, just uh, kind of figure that out. And then I like this. This is my favorite. According to WebMD, the easiest way to know if you're drinking enough fluids is to look at the color of your urine, right? We all like to do of that. <laughs> because if you're drinking enough water, your urine will be clear or a pale yellow. Uh, dark yellow means you're not drinking enough water. So they assume drinking any liquid is satisfying their thirst when actually the beverage of choice is doing the exact opposite. So um, the color of your urine is, is a great, easy way to know how much you're drinking. And that is gender specific on the difficulty of that task <laughs> yeah, for right. those that uh, do a stand up job, if you know what I mean. Uh, it's a little bit e easier to notice that. So I'll just commentate on the guy's side of it. So we should have no excuse. And there's often not a lot of other things to do in that particular moment. So I'll let you comment on the female side. That's right. Well, us women just have to be a little more intentional about turning around, I guess, and looking at it. Uh, probably a little bit too much information for everybody now. Well, but. you know, sometimes we just have to go PG-17, if you know what I'm uh -huh. saying. So for those following yep. along at home. Um, ironically, too, alcoholic beverages have the most dehydrating effect. And, and if you're drinking, aim for one glass of water per alcoholic drink, mm. especially with wine. And you'll see a dramatic difference. And as anybody's listening to this podcast, I'm a vino guy. And uh, you know, it's amazing, Treva, when you're out, especially in social events or whether it's, uh, you know, it's mixers or corporate events or, or what have you, networking, how many people are just doing drive-bys on water if they ever have a sip of it? And I know when I am just not cognizant of it or just think I'm better than water in that moment and rather just go for another glass of wine, just how much that affects me later on in the middle of the night. Or the um, next day. Absolutely. And the next day as well. And just how dry I wake up in the middle of the night or in the morning with their end. Uh, it's just amazing. Per this advice here of going one-to-one -one on the drinks uh, and drink to uh, one drink of water it makes a and huge, you, huge difference. And you know what I actually do when I have a drink is I will order a glass of water with whatever I'm drinking. And I put the glass of water in the hand because I'm left-handed in my left hand and the other in my right hand because I will be more aware of drinking the water than I actually will the wine. So I make sure that I'm the double-fisted drinker. I do that, kind of keep my hands on both um, both drinks. So and That's a great, great tip, long as the clear is not vodka. <laughs> so what are some consequences, Treva, of not drinking enough water? Yeah, there's a lot of consequences, actually. The uh, When the water volume gets low, our brain functioning suffers. Uh, research demonstrates that even mild dehydration can neg negatively affect our mood and our ability to think clearly. Uh, and this is one of the first warning signals that you're going to get dehydrated. But don't rely on thirst alone. Other early signs are like fatigue, feeling flushed, um, sometimes even a faster pulse rate, um, and trouble exercising too. So you can't rely on your sense of thirst to tell you if you've had enough water. Uh, this great doctor, Dr. Drunowski warns 
citing research from Johns Hopkins University. He says that the sensation of being thirsty fades as adults age, regardless of what water intake we have, which might be one of the reasons older people do not drink enough water. So I thought that was, yeah, I thought that was really good because uh, we have to more or less tell ourselves as we get older to drink and we're not quite as thirsty. Um, We have, of course, decreased urine output, dry mucous membranes in the mouth and nose, which is not good because those all help us expel some of the things, bacteria and viruses that are going on our body, fatigue, of course, and then decreased coordination. So klutzes are dehydrated is what you're saying. Klutzes. Yeah, right. Maybe that's the problem. Uh, But wait, there's more. Uh, Then you could add more serious consequences really down the road. Um, there's studies out that show blood pressure changes, allergies, even asthma and back pain. So just giving you something to look forward to if you choose this, uh, non water parched life. You know, and Treva, I thought it was pretty cool where that our body has water in every single cell in the tissues and organs, and it helps us with our, with our nutrients. It gets rid of waste. Um, it keeps our temperatures at the right level. Uh, lubricates and cushions our joints. Um, keeps our skin moisturized and a lot of other things. So even though there's some negative things, obviously, that water does to our body or lack of water, there's a number of positive things as well that it does to our body. Right. I had a friend in Chicago whose husband literally, and I'm not exaggerating, told me that he never drinks water and he even ran marathons. I don't, at the beginning, I don't know how he did it. Well, now he's really struggling with arthritis, you know, badly. And, you know, I'm not saying drinking water is the only reason why he has arthritis, but without water lubricating your joints and helping kidney functions and liver and all that to do its job, you're out for a world of hurt. That's crazy. And that's, uh, that's a great reason to start drinking some more water. Yeah. So the point is our bodies need and crave water to work properly. It's really the one area that you can almost not overdo it. Yeah, and I think most of us listening right now are a far cry from overdoing it with more water. So but let's talk about some excuses that we hear about water. I think when I hear the most often is, well, I really don't like the taste of water. First of all, I didn't know it had a taste. But um, if that's the case, I mean, we've stay tuned. We've got some other suggestions on here. I think another one I hear often is, well, I don't have to go to the bathroom all the time. Um, wah. I think, first of all, it's a good thing, obviously, because it's flushing out your system, but also just gives you a chance, as we talked about, you know, in the episode, talking about breaks to move the body, rest the mind, get you a chance to be able to walk a little bit and just kind of turn the brain off for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another reason is, is that, you know, I don't get enough water in other ways, or I get enough water in other ways. Sometimes people will say about you know, coffee and juice and tea and even sports drinks, and we'll kind of talk about those uh, in some detail a little bit long, uh, later. Um, another one is I'm not really thirsty and which obviously a lot of times we don't realize it until it's absolutely too late. And, but we've not really been putting water into our system to realize, wow, I've, I'm far more hydrated, especially when you start drinking water and then you stop to realize that. And I think lastly, Treva, most people believe that they're just set in their ways and it's just too difficult to change now. You know what? I've mm. gotten used to not having water. It's not that big of a deal. I really don't want to change. And uh, that's more of an excuse. But uh, I think here's a question. Is all water created equal, Treva? Um, I mean, so if we were to kind of get to the basics and discuss briefly the different types of water, give us a little bit of knowledge on these different types of water. 
Yeah, that's a really good question and a lot of debate out there because everybody has their um, studies and standards and all that. But I have a lot of people asking me what type of water I should drink, like bottled water, spring water, tap water. Do I invest in a water system? And really, here's my answer. Come back for another podcast and we'll talk about this big topic. But really, for now, remember our statement about upgrading. So where are you at right now? So let me just give you some general guidelines. Bottom of the barrel is tap water. And I can or talk bottom of the for faucet, a long time. Right? <laughs> bottom of the sink, whatever, um, is tap water. But if you don't drink water at all and that's your only option, then drink it. And if you're at the store and you're staring at all the options, grab spring water instead of just purified water because purified water could actually mean a lot of things and still have some hidden toxins in it. So if you're going, let's do this. So if you're going, if you're drinking tap water currently, go for filtered water from your fridge or maybe a cooler at work. If you're a bottled water drinker, go for one with maybe glass or add some minerals to alkalize the water. And then the best water source would be like an osmosis water system or something similar to that. So really just upgrading is probably the best in where you're at right now. And that's a great suggestion. I think it's just a matter of easeability, remindability. So just finding out where we're at right now and trying to upgrade. But it, first and foremost is to learn just to try and get more water into your system. And we want to talk about there are six awesome benefits of drinking more water. And remember, the goal is adding water into our lives, anything healthy that will give us more energy. And that's the whole point of the Energy Edge podcast is doing things within that are in our everyday life already that are going to give us that energy edge that we're looking for. So I think number one is that it improves our mental abilities. I mean, drinking more water and keeping the body well hydrated has shown to help people to improve their cognitive abilities and mental functioning. Now, on the other hand, dehydration reduces the brain's capacity for short-term memory. Um, I think a second one, Treva, is, you know, it improves our physical performance. And I think there's a ton of evidence out there that dehydration and poor water intake are associated with a number of different things, such as decreased muscle performance and athletic abilities. Uh, making sure we've got water intake helps increase the, uh, our physical performance by getting the heart pumping better. Um, it, it keeps the, flu the blood more fluid and increases our oxygen transport to the muscles. And I just love all of this content, whether you're an athlete or not, drinking more water helps us to feel more energetic and less fatigued throughout our sometimes stressful days at work. Absolutely. And a third reason is a benefit is this. It helps expel toxins. This is one of my favorites. So drinking an adequate amount of water helps to remove water soluble toxins from the body by sweat and through the kidneys. So water flushes your system and cleans out the body of certain toxic waste products that tend to build up in tissue and organs. And a fourth one would be, of course, another one of my favorites and people coming to me all the time for this is helping lose weight. So yes, you did read it correctly hearing it for the first time, uh, drinking more water can help you lose those extra pounds. So some studies have shown that people who increased their water intake while dieting lost more weight than those who kept it to a minimal level. Drinking more water helps to delay the feeling of hunger. Of course, we're not as hungry when we put that in our tummies. So the next time you feel hungry and find yourself reaching for junk food, drink water instead. Because like I said, as water fills the stomach, it tends to allay the sense of hunger. So the net calorie consumption is a little bit decreased, even though I'm not necessarily a calorie in calorie out, it does help satiate a little bit of your appetite. 
Yeah, and I think this fifth one, Treva, is, I mean, it's it's hardcore. It reduces the risk of heart attacks and strokes. So I mean, we're thinking obviously big and we're thinking potentially long term, but drinking more water actually helps to keep the blood more fluid. And this helps prevent clotting formation in our blood vessels, which supply the heart and the brain. And it can also jeopardize the oxygen supply to these vital areas and, well, result in a fatality. Um, adequate water intake also helps keep the blood pressure in check and uh, excretes um, the, the salt in our body. And mm. high salt retention in the body is one of the primary culprits that lead to high blood pressure. I didn't know that until we studied this. And by keeping our blood pressure in check, obviously, the most of the complications of high blood pressure can be averted. Absolutely. And then the sixth and final is actually my absolute favorite is improves bowel function. People never want to talk about it. And I would love to have a whole entire podcast on it. But constipation is common in people who consume less than the adequate adequate amount of water required. So doctors advise their patients to increase their water consumption as a first step in preventing constipation. And how do I follow that up? But, uh, you know, I was personally (laughs) resistant to water for a long time. And, you know, when I chose to get serious about losing weight and lost a good amount of weight. And I went on a research kick about losing weight. And what you had mentioned earlier, Treve, about, you know, about losing weight in water. I was shocked at how most, how most, almost every single author wrote about the importance of hydration and weight loss. And I think what it did is it just helped me to kind of slowly start changing my ways of viewing water and actually started doing these five simple ideas to add more water into my uh, specific day. So here's number one. Drink a glass of water when you get up in the morning before you have your coffee or tea. Now, for me, the way I did is I put a water bottle by my bed and I tried to finish it or at least half of it after I woke up before I did anything else. And I would wake up with my body more dehydrated than I realized, you know, for many hours without any fluids. And remember, you know, inhale it before you bathe in it was, Mm -hmm. was kind of my quote that I made during that period of time. And it was easeability. If I had the water bottle sitting there, it was much more easier to kind of just write down the hatch. And later in the episode, we're going to give some ultimate water kickstart ideas. But at a minimum, try to get eight ounces down the hatch before you do anything else. Yeah, and I'd say number two is uh, keep a cup or water bottle by your de- by your desk at work. I do this every day, all the time. Take several sips of water each hour. It's pretty simple. Uh, and if you don't have a desk job, carry around a container of or a jar or something of water with you and take sips throughout the day. And number three is take a sip whenever you pass a drinking fountain. Now, I first read that in an article. I thought, that's kind of crazy. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to try it. And especially when I'm traveling or if I'm in an office for meetings or whatever, it's amazing how many water fountains or water coolers are there. And what I found, Treva, is it was amazing how much water I added within my day. I guarantee it was at least another full glass of at least eight ounces of water every single day just because I took a hit of water every time I passed a water fountain or a sink if I'm in the house or the water cooler, wherever that is, just adding a little bit more water. Right. Number four, I would say... Uh, eat foods with high water content. The foods you eat supply about 20% of the water you actually need throughout the day. The rest comes from the beverages you drink. So things like watermelon in the summer, celery, cucumbers, and actually leafy greens um, like spring mix or spinach are all good and healthy choices. And an apple is actually 84% water and bananas are 74% water and broccoli even though it seems so like substance and right, it is 91% water. 
And those are some great stats. And I love that number four about eating foods with high water content. Because most of us, if we don't really care for water, at least we can get some other types of food that, uh, especially with kids, you know, how much they enjoy those type of things, especially during the summer and when they're thirsty. A great way to add more water. Here's number five. It's adding natural flavor to your water. And there's a couple different reasons to do this, but let me give you some examples. But more, more, this is directed towards those of us who just don't care for the taste of water or we just think it's just too bland. So adding different flavors such as lemon or lime or cucumbers or strawberries. So flavor your water ahead of time. So if you like the distaste of the water or the texture of the water for whatever, you know, pop a few slices of oranges or a lemon or a lime into your water bottles the night before. And what's cool about that is it allows it basically to just kind of embody that taste of it as opposed to just having a blueberry pop in the nose that's in the water bottle. Mm-hmm. But it, it creates that taste of the water. Um, fresh berries are also great because you can easily put those in. And I've done that at hotels. And uh, I've noticed too, a lot of high-end hotels, if you walk into, well, it depends on your level of hotel, but like a Hyatt Regency or a Hilton or Marriott. And oftentimes you will see water at the front in the lobby area. And Trevi, you notice that too, there'll be different flavors. And if I'm there for two or three different days, I will notice every day it's a different type of water and sometimes a different combination of oranges and strawberries or lemon and lime or Mm -hmm. blueberries or whatever. Cucumbers. Absolutely. Cucumbers is another big one there. And so I like to switch it up. Uh, You know, I may have water with fruit in the morning and then water with lemon or lime in the afternoon or vice versa. You know, if I'm living on the wild side, you know, drinking water. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. And I do that often, too, because I drink a ton of water and I get a little tired of it myself, quite honestly. So I do that a lot. And it does. It's a great way of variety and um, just something that I I strongly encourage you to try, especially if you have your own water bottle and uh, another way to consume um, a little extra fruit. So, Trina, let's there's one thing that you and I had talked about in kind of prepping for this podcast is there are just some similar questions that we get asked often from clients or those maybe just curious about water. So let's do this. Why don't I ask the question and then why don't you give the response since you and I kind of both work through the responses? Uh, absolutely. Sounds great. Okay. So first of the five key questions is, well, what about water and other beverages? Isn't that enough water? Uh-huh. Yes. And I would say, depending on what that is, you know, there's tea, coffee, juices, sports drinks, and flavored water. And I, these are a little bit tricky because most beverages we choose have caffeine, which is a dehydrator, sugar, which also spikes our blood sugar and dehydrates us. And then there's a lot of color in the the chemicals in the color. So there are some out there that would count as water intake. There's lots of great herbal teas out there that offer great resources um, that have nutrients for your body. So that's a little tricky. You got to be careful on that one. Yeah. And I think it's a good response. And I, I personally, I don't count my tea intake or any other beverage intake as my water intake for the day. So if somebody wants to do that, that's, that's on their own choice, obviously healthier, the better, but uh, you know, it just, I don't think it should count towards your water. Right. So number two, does it matter what temperature we should drink water? I think this is a good one. It is a good one. And I, yes, it does matter. And it's, there's uh, some qualifying statements for either side cold or, or room temperature. So if you're drinking all day long, drinking at room temperature is probably more ideal. Drinking warm water when you're constipated can help things, you know, move along a little bit. Um, the main cause for constipation is dehydration, like we talked about. So it's essential to consume um, extra amounts of liquid and warm water helps to stimulate blood flow that has some soothing effects on the intestines 
more than cold water. Now, you know that when you just finish your workout or you're experiencing a really hot day and you're wanting that ice cold glass of water, well, that's because your body temperature has risen and your body is naturally craving something to cool it down. So the colder, the better then. So it kind of depends, but on a general statement, it's probably easier for you to absorb water on a room temperature level. There are some people out there, um, research that has said too, if you're trying to lose weight, drinking cold water stimulates some of your metabolism and it's trying to warm it down. So, um, I'm of the mindset that we drink, I like to drink room temperature water. It's not quite as harsh on your system and helps your digestive system and your GI tract. And to our initial comments, what you can do to start to get more water in, that's what we want. And uh, yeah. we want to be able to create more energy. And it's, you know, it's the watered down truth about hydration is we just mm. don't drink enough water. So whatever we can do to get water in, if you're more used to cold water to start, then let's do that and start upgrading. So third question is, when should you stop drinking water before bed, especially for those of us that are, are north of 40? <laughs> right. So I would say two hours before bed would be ideal. And I like the north of 40 thing because, you know, things are kind of starting to break down as we get a little bit older and we get up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom. So your body really at night is starting to slow down and getting ready for rest. And this could be why you're getting up in the middle of the night. So I'll say the healthier you are and the more you're at the beginning of your day, it'll flush your kidneys and liver. And then you'll see you'll begin to go potty earlier uh, like, like your body is meant to do. So if you can stop two hours before you go to bed, you might find that you'll get a little bit better night's sleep. Well, we were PG 17 or so with talking about <laughs> urine, color of urine, constipation. And we went definitely G was talking about potty. potty. So thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> I so, thought you'd like that. I, and I'm, you've got grown up kids and I'm the one with, uh, with younger kids. <laughs> the little <so>. kids. <laughs> yeah. Number four, how do we maximize water for our bodies throughout the day? So you want to kill two birds with one stone. Um, I have two little recipes that you can drink, one first thing in the morning and one in the afternoon. Both of these carry antimicrobial and healing properties, and it helps your system stay in or return to an alkaline state and can help flush the liver. You can find these on my website at www.livingtree.co forward slash drink for health under recipes. One's called the morning elixir and one's called the an afternoon cranberry drink. And so I could go into all those, but check them out on my website and try them first thing in the morning. They're really good to get your metabolism going, your liver cleansed and the potty thing again. Sorry. Well, you know what? And these are, these are big boy drinks, not to be gender specific, but uh, I mean, Tria, this is both of these you have recommended to me and, and I have implemented, I mean, they're not for the faint of heart. It's not like you're drinking this, you know, a, uh, whatever's your favorite beverage first thing in the morning. But if your goal is to create energy and to get your system healthy, these are two go-to drinks. So I encourage yep. you to do that. I'll have the link in the show notes to get you the uh, recipes for these um, favorite concoctions. So last question before we um, kind of dive into the what nows and, and work our way out of the podcast here. What would an ideal 24-hour day of water look like, Treva? And this is, of course, aside from a shower, <laughs> swimming pool, or washing the car here, right? <laughs> right. In an ideal world, this is probably what it would look like. First thing out of bed an entire glass of water or our morning elixir. Um, and then half of the amount of water you're going to drink for the day is before noon. So as you're getting ready for your day, pull out your favorite cup with a straw or something cute. Cause it always makes it a little more fun throughout the day. Sorry. I said cute. That's for us women. Um, I don't think men think it's cute. Um, I make it a game to drink one of those 24 to 36 ounce cups every two hours after my morning elixir. So, you know, like around nine o'clock and then 11 o'clock. 
Then I stop a half hour to 45 minutes before I eat. Um, it's, I don't recommend that you drink when you eat, which is another topic. Um, and then pick back up your water, uh, drinking and have, you know, a cup of tea in the afternoon or like two hours followed and do the same thing, have a couple more and then pick up your afternoon cranberry drink. I call it your flush and then stop again for dinner, 30 to 45 minutes, and then have another cup of tea somewhere around two hours before you go to bed. And you know what? You can always drink more, especially when you're exercising. Good. I like that as an ideal. And um, obviously our goal is upgrading to get better. And uh, so I, I thank you for that. We believe sleep is foundational to develop an energy edge. It's challenging enough to be productive and creative, especially when you're tired or even exhausted. But what if you had a quick guide to give you a jump start, something to point you in the right direction? That's the exact reason for the sleep guide called Sleep Your Way to the Top, 10 Secrets to Getting Better Sleep. To download your free copy, visit www.energyedgepodcast.com. That was www.energyedgepodcast.com. You can also find the link in the show notes. Now, back to the podcast. So let's talk about our what nows. Um, There's so many things that you can implement in this podcast. Who knew that we could talk this long about water? But there's a lot of facts to it. So let's just pick two very simple things. One, drink a glass of water or a morning elixir first thing in the morning. Just try that. And then two, buy yourself some sort of glass or cup or mug or something that you would be attached to that you would more apt drink out of it all day long. And then try to just drink as much water as you can throughout the day. And I love those what nows because I think if we just tried both of those, we'll see an amazing difference in how we feel by just getting that water in our systems right away to hydrate us, especially if we do the morning elixir, the difference that it's going to make. And then just getting a cool water bottle. I mean, I was at the grocery store today picking up some other items and just how many options are out there from different size, different colors, different feels, and just highly, highly recommend that. So right now, let's talk about the rate and review shout outs. Um, I love this segment here because it's, it's really cool to hear different people's response to the podcast and how it affects them. And this week's rate and review shout out goes to Scott Maudsley. Uh, his title was Love This Podcast. His review was Brian brings a wealth of knowledge and know how to this podcast. Great thoughts here and well done. And Scott creates incredible leather journals through a company and concept called Write One Line. And it's centered around a simple practice that he says can change your life. Set aside 60 to 90 seconds, not minutes, seconds a day to write one line in your journal. And when you write in in this one line uh, a day, uh, you'll be amazed at just how much you develop a powerful, long-lasting practice. And I do it, and I love it, and I love these journals. They're just absolutely amazing. And I bought one myself, and it's stunning. And if you're interested in his journals, you can find it at writeoneline.com, and I'll put that in the show notes as well. Thanks for the rate and review, Scott. If you're interested in being part of the rate and review shout-out, simply go to iTunes, submit a rate and review, and if you have a website or product, mention it, and uh, we'll do the same. Next episode preview is episode 020 is an interview with Chad Allen on a concept called Nourish and Flourish. Here's a clip. The first part of the Nourish cycle is understanding your why. And the reason is when you're tired, but you know you got to do something, um, you know, getting connected back with that why statement can be so helpful. It can help you kind of get past the roadblock and start start doing the work that you know in your heart you want to do. 
If you're finding value in the Energy Edge podcast, please pass it on to someone else and or consider a rate and review. And we want to thank you for making it to this point in the podcast. We appreciate your investment by your time. And we'll always try and do better next time. Go and get your energy on today through more water.